3: is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now.
4: Well, hello, everyone. Um, it's so exciting when you're you're sitting here at the switchboard, and it's all empty, and it's just you, and then about 30 seconds before the show, all the numbers start to pop in, so I get really excited. Uh, this is Donna Smith, and I'm uh, really happy to host this show tonight on Ask the Trucker Live. Uh, it is Thursday, April 2nd, 2015. It's Holy Thursday, and we are in the middle of a health series, my favorite series of all, and just so um everyone's aware uh if you would like to call in with a question uh add to the conversation or you know whatever the dial number is 3478269170 but to let us know that you want to be a part of the show you have to press 1 on your uh keypad and that puts like a little notification up on the switchboard so we know you want to um talk so anyway, um, we're doing our health show. I believe this is number three. And we've discussed in the last two shows the basics of initial steps to become healthy. And this is a big trend right now. For everybody everybody is really jumping on the bandwagon. Um, I heard Max was just really hopping with uh, all kinds of enthusiasm uh, for uh, truck driver health. So... Um, we Last time we spoke about, or the other two times actually, we talked about staying away from sugar, processed foods, eating more fruits and veggies, uh, avoiding wheat products, eat healthier um, non-hydrogenated fats known as trans fats, stay away from those, and instead replace them with olive oil, coconut oil, exercise more, And we touched on the awareness of GMOs. We really didn't get into it. Uh, So, um, oh, and we also talked about the support groups, how important it is to have a support group. And there's a ton of them on Facebook, and there's all kinds of websites that you can uh, have support while you're going through this new endeavor. And actually a few of them are going to be calling in tonight. I'm uh, I'm looking at the screen. And I, I think I recognize these numbers. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we we discussed processed foods and uh, how they usually contain preservatives, colorants, artificial flavors, texturants, and other ingredients, including they contain GMOs, which are in 70% of processed foods. So tonight we're going to find out what is so bad about these GMOs. What are they? Many scientists claim they are creating havoc on our bodies and how they are becoming a major part of our food supply. And can we avoid them? Um, That's the big question. So, um, tonight I think we need to connect these dots and put this picture into perspective. One, why is health in general directly related and affected by the food we eat more than ever? I mean, it, it was always, you know, related. You'd hear people say you are what you eat. Well, now it's really affecting uh, our food supply. is affecting our health. Two, how is our food supply being compromised by GMOs, processed foods, trans fats, herbicides, pesticides, hormones, non-organic fertilizer, heavy metals, and other things? And what are the effects to our body? And that's the thing people really want to know. Many, many of these toxic elements are causing inflammation, autoimmune disease, and and other diseases. Uh, all these diseases are on a serious incline, back from 1996. So, uh, what can we do to prevent all all this? Is basically what we're going to try to go over tonight. Now, this this is an awful lot to go in one show, but we'll do what we can and. Will start um, discussing GMOs or, as they're known, genetically modified organisms. And one thing I, I have to mention here the information tonight is shared to you through the research that we have done, and we encourage you to, to do the same. Uh, although we do sift through an awful lot, um, we do make every attempt to confirm that the info we share is accurate and comes from valid and credible sources. Uh, With that being said, again, we encourage everyone to do their own research and we hope that this uh, show does inspire you to do just that. Um, A lot of the information tonight that you're going to hear is going to be very eye-opening. Some of you may have already heard it already and you're aware, but many are not aware. and It will create a lot of folks to become more aware of what's going on around them regarding their health. And that's good. So right now we're going to jump to a commercial. And uh, then we'll be right
3: back. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back.
4: And I'm going to jump into what are GMOs, but before I do that, I see a hand up, and I'm going to open open six one five area code mic and see who this is. Good evening. Who is this? Hello. Hello. Hi. Who yeah, <laughs> is this? Yeah, this is Crystal. Myself. Hey, Crystal. I saw your hand up. Um, did you have something before we get into it that you wanted to share? Um, I didn't, I don't guess I realized my hand was up. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, that's okay.
6: I, I've, I, I guess I just pressed one thinking that whenever, you know, you wanted a, somebody to chime in that you would just kind of pull from the list of <laughs> people that put their names in. Um,
4: oh, okay. I've never done this before, but, um... Oh. No, that's um, great. No, well, when you do, I'll tell you what you do. Take your hand down, and this way, if you do want to come, uh, you know, back in, into it, then I'll uh-huh. see it come on, because sometimes people will do that. They'll take it take it off and on, off and on, and that kind of usually okay. tells me, 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 me.
6: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, good deal, and oh, I
4: understand now. <laughs> all right, well, thanks, Chris. I'll just put you back thanks. on mute. But when, okay, thanks. Okay. So what are GMOs? And this is one of the definitions that you'll find. I felt most comfortable with this. And it's uh, genetically modified organisms are organisms that have been created through the gene splicing technique of biotechnology, also called genetic engineering, or GE. This relatively new science allows DNA, from one species to be injected into another species in a laboratory, creating combinations of plant, animal, bacteria, and viral genes that do not occur in nature or through traditional crossbreeding methods. And I want to emphasize traditional crossbreeding because some people will go ahead and say, Well, they've been doing this for years, there's nothing no. Crossbreeding is totally different. It's it's not taking genes from one thing, uh uh, like a plant or a bacteria and then putting them in the other. So it's more like cross pollen the other one is traditional crossbreeding is, is just like cross pollination or things more natural. In nature. So that's the definition of GMOs. Now, let me see. I'm going to look here. Who else has their hand up? I'm going to. Hello, 607.
2: Hello, Donna. How are you doing this evening?
4: I'm great. Are you listening to all this, this Tom? Yes,
2: I am. I'm actually dealing with a uh, receiver for a few more minutes. So I'm going to put myself okay, let on me put mute. So when I, when I get. When I get down here, I'll put my hand back up for you.
4: Okay. All righty. Okay, so we'll go on. Now we're going to talk about two, and this is where it gets good, Um, two of the most common and uh, serious types of GMOs. Number one, seeds that are herbicide-resistant and can can uh, withstand massive doses of herbicide. So they themselves aren't killed by the weed killer. And the most common and the most familiar ones, and I know you've heard of this, Roundup Ready crops, which are basically um, crops genetically modified to be resistant to the herbicide Roundup. And Roundup is the brand name. Uh, of an herbicide produced by Monsanto, and its active ingredient is uh, glyphosate, which was patented in, patented in the 70s. Roundup is widely used by both people in their backyards and farmers in the fields. Roundup Ready plants are resistant to Roundup, so you can dose these plants with a, you know, a pool filled with Roundup, and nothing's going to happen to them. So the farmers that plant these seeds must use the Roundup to keep their weeds from growing in the fields. So basically what they do is they sell the farmers the um, the seeds, but then it's a package deal. and Then they give them the herbicide that goes with the seeds. So the first Roundup-ready crops were developed in 1996 with the introduction of genetically modified soybeans, uh, that were resistant to Roundup. Again, these crops were developed to help farmers control weeds. Current Roundup-ready crops uh, include soy, corn, canola, alfalfa, cotton, sorghum, and wheat is under development. There are eight GM food cro- crops, but the five major varieties, sor- soy, corn, canola, cotton, and sugar beets, and that's not to be mistaken with um regular beets. These are these are sugar beets. What they do is they have bacterial genes inserted, which allow the plants to survive an otherwise deadly dose of weed killer. So farmers use considerably more herbicides on these GM crops, and so the food has higher herbicide uh, residues. About 68% of the GM crops are herbicide tolerant. So that's why when i bring anything home uh, any kind of vegetable or fruit i pretty much soak it in a pot cuz um if if it's not organic sometimes you can't get what you want inorganic which we'll go over later of what um you know constitutes being organic so you really have to to wash your fruits and vegetables really well because you you can see that this is This is just a ton of stuff on these fruits and vegetables. And um, I'd also like to mention that Roundup Ready crop seeds have uh, notoriously been referred to as terminator seeds. This is because the crops produced from Roundup Ready seeds are sterile. And each year, farmers must uh, purchase uh, a recent strain from Monsanto, so they have to keep going back to Monsanto for these seeds. And this means that the farmers cannot reuse their seed. And, you know, it's funny because I've read also that, you know, wind and pollination, and even though these seeds are sterile, which I almost think is good, so they don't keep reproducing these, what they can do is they can cross-pollinate with organic seed that hasn't been uh, tinkered with. And then you have kind of like a crossbreed of a regular seed and one of these seeds, and, and that's becoming a, a an issue for farmers. Um, hold on. i got to look and see. Everybody's listening, a ton of people on here. Okay, remember, if you want to talk, you have to um, click one on your keypad, and then I'll know you that you want to talk. So the second GM trait is a built-in – Pesticide, And this is the one. I mean, they're both scary, but this one really scares me. And it's a built-in pesticide in the seed. And it's found in GM corn and cotton. And it's a gene from the soil bacterium. Now, this is naturally occurring bacteria, Bacillus thuringiensis. It's, it's inserted into the plant's dna okay where it secretes an insect killing bt toxin in every cell about 90% of gm crops produce their own pesticide so there's a pesticide right in the food right in your corn and cotton uh another 13% produce a pesticide and an herbicide-tolerant, and examples of uh, GMO field crop, including BT potatoes, BT corn, BT sweet corn, Roundup-ready soybeans, Roundup-ready corn, and Liberty Link corn. And these are all, you know, affected. And I think 90, what is it, 90% of the corn, or 80, between 80 and 90, I, I think I'm going to go over it a little later, You know, is is just affected by uh, are genetically modified. So the BT toxin, which is the pesticide, has been found to create okay, this is good holes and leakage in human cells, and which reminds me, and I think I've brought this up before um, on another show. You know how they make sausage from, you know, the intestines and then, you know, that's how you have your sausage. Well, they have they've been having to go to Europe uh many times uh to get the the pig intestines to stuff the sausage in because the um the pigs are eating these this genetically modified food and they think it's causing holes in uh in the intestines. So, anyway, I just had to say that. Um, The Bt toxin has been found to create these holes, and the toxin has been found in the blood of pregnant women and their fetuses. The toxic Bt insecticide has been shown to provoke allergic and immune responses. It's suspect for digestive disorders, immune system problems, organ damage, leaky gut, which in itself promotes allergies and autoimmune disease, gluten intolerance, cancer, and autism. The herbicide Roundup, now remember Roundup was different. That's the, er, uh, the herbicide uh, one, the BT toxin, the BT corn is the pesticide one. So the herbicide Roundup is known to kill the beneficial gut bacteria in our bodies. And I often wonder, has everyone noticed the surge in probiotics every time you turn around? Oh, you need to take probiotics. You need good good gut bacteria. Why? I mean, I don't know. I was growing up as a kid. Nobody ever talked about, oh, you need to replace your gut bacteria. So when I read this and I thought, kills off gut bacteria. Okay, that makes sense. Um, could this be one of the reasons? Um, besides the fact that we're overdosed with antibiotics in this country. But if you don't take antibiotics, you know, and uh, you're having problems with your gut bacteria, it it would make you wonder. I'm going to take a little break here. I've got a couple of hands up. Okay. I've got, um, hello, 479? Hello. Hi, Donna.
1: It's Les Willis. How are you this evening?
4: I'm doing good. Can you hear me okay on the radio?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can hear you just fine.
4: Okay, you always wonder because it's yeah, totally I, yeah, yeah? I know you're out there flying solo, and you're
1: flying solo, so uh, hey, I didn't want you to uh, be out there by yourself, so if, if you need me to jump in, that's fine, but basically I'm, I'm going to awesome. be playing devil's advocate, so. Uh, oh, good, good. We'll good. go we with We need that. a little debate going on. Yeah.
4: So, So, um, what do you right. think of all this going on?
1: Uh, Well, to be honest with you, and be very blunt, it scares the hell out of me, Uh, to be honest about it. The one thing that that really kind of hits me in the wrong way is the term genetically modified versus genetically engineered. And I'm having a hard time trying to understand the two different avenues or the two different designations.
4: Um genetically engineered means the on
1: the seed side and the GMO is on the in on the herbicide side is it, am, I, oh, am no. I right or wrong I don't no,
4: know No no now I'm going to read to you the the definition and I've got this from Jeffrey Smith D- uh, Dr Jeffrey Smith who is like the godfather of GMOs and you know research he has the um website the real food channel and uh this is his definition Uh, GMOs are organisms that have been created through the gene-splicing techniques of biotechnology, also called genetic engineering. So I think it's the same thing, basically. Um, It's the GE, genetic engineering, is the actual technique, and GMO is the actual organism. So I, if that makes any I sense. See. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I kind it's of the same you thing. on that.
0: Yeah. Right. But the yeah. thing
4: about the the okay. two different ones that we were talking about, the one was the um, one's a built-in pesticide, and the other one is uh, an herbicide resistant. I mean, they're just scary to the hilt. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. When you the more you read it, I'm going to open up. I think. Um, Tom is back, too. I'm going to keep both your lines open. Right. Hey, yeah, Tom, did you finish back. your, your I, shipper?
2: I'm just finishing up a little paperwork, but I'm done talking with them. So I'm, I'm at a point where, where, where I can come back to my quote-unquote co-hosting duties, for lack of a better term.
4: Hey, i I'll tell or you, or you what. Kick. I've got so many loyal, loyal people here. They're wonderful. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, Just just wait till you get our bill,
2: Donna. Just wait till you get our bill.
4: Yeah, I know. I'm afraid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, were you listening? Were you able to listen while while you were with the shipper of everything that was going on?
2: (laughs) Yes, I was, and I I think because I I don't know if if Donna noticed when you were asking a couple of your questions there last, I I was kind of jumping up and down. Um, go on, pick me, pick me. Uh, but for, for practical purposes, genetic engineering and genetic mod- uh, modified, like like Donna was saying, it is is essentially the same same thing. If you want to get technical about it, genetic engineering is what the scientists do to produce a GMO. Uh, exactly, and, what one is the, and, is it, the
4: technique, and the other is what is produced by the technique. So the GMO
2: and, is. hmm Go ahead. And, and you know, and, and that's the, sh- the, the that's the short and simple version. But as Don and I were talking briefly earlier today, the one thing you've got to be a little careful of: there's good GMOs and bad GMOs. Uh, there's products such as Golden Rice, which was designed to help people who are having certain nutritional de- deficiencies in Southeast Asia, and basically they took beta carotene. From a source that you normally, that beta carotene, normally you can't find it in rice and it's people Southeast in Southeast Asia and carrots and a, and a few other things, and they're highly deficient in beta carotene. So somebody figured out a way to genetically modify rice and now produce beta carotene. Uh, there's some debate in some circles that this is a good thing and a bad thing. There are a lot of food advocates for the Southeast Asia third world countries why it. People who are against GMOs don't. So, like I said, it's a, it's a whole debate on that side. But you can have GMO products, even some of the ones that have natural pesticides that don't produce the bacteria, but it may produce, let's say, an oil in the leaves that the um, certain insects are find repulsive and won't eat. It doesn't create any toxic residue. It just makes a taste unappetizing to the insect. It's fine for everybody else. So there can be good GMOs. The problem is okay, a lot of I these companies wanna... do bad GMOs. Uh-huh.
4: Okay, here, here's the difference, though. And, and we did discuss this, and we, we have a little difference on it. You're talking about golden rice taking a plant DNA and mixing it with another plant DNA. So you really haven't... Uh, intermingled the species. They're both in the plant kingdom. Okay. Right? It,
2: it, but it's I still think considered a GMO and that's the thing I, I want people to understand. There's good and bad GMO. Okay. So the thing is it's just because you hear GMO doesn't mean it's bad. It means you've got to pay attention to
4: it. Well I, I think when we talk about GMOs, um there's so few of the ones you're talking about that they need to understand there's a big difference between taking an, um a bacteria or a virus and injecting it into a plant so that it can do something like you know kill insects uh, another thing I um I want to bring up before I forget is after you ingest these um Bt toxins they can also replicate okay, the DNA, their DNA can replicate in your DNA in your body. So you can have them all the time, and these these are, are pesticides. So it's like having pesticides in your body all the time if it, it goes and does that within your own body, which means that even if you stopped eating the GMO food and you ingested that, it has the potential to replicate using your DNA, I found that horrifying. Okay, I really did. Um, and hey, Donna,
2: if I could get your yeah. check, right there is the difference between good science and bad science, and, and good GMO versus bad GMO, because a, 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 for lack of a better term, a G, GMO, a good GMO and good science will always produce, ideally, a net positive or, at worst, a net neutral outcome. When you do a GMO that basically starts reproducing itself outside of a natural environment, you know, we we see this happen all the time where an invasive species gets into the area, so now they bring in something to kill it, and now that ends up being even worse than the original problem. So... When you start creating things that, like these bacteria that create the B.T. toxins in your body, yes, that is something that is very much concerning because, you know, to go back and you know, do another example, it's like a lot of these scientists that work on the Manhattan Project, they were so focused on can we do it, by the time they stopped to ask, should we do it, it was too late. And a lot of these scientists that work on these projects, in my opinion, if you talk to a lot of them, they're so focused on the can we, how can we do this, they forget the should we do this.
4: Well, here's the thing. When I see a should we, I mean, when we go get plants for the garden, if I see something that says hybrid, I am reluctant, even though it means that it's just naturally, natural hybridization. But I'd rather just have a, you know, a pure plant. Um, But I think when you spoke about Good GMOs, bad GMOs. In my mind, if you are altering or um, combining the genes from the same species, meaning a plant, or you know, or anything. In our case, we're speaking about plants because we're talking about food now. Uh, it's not. I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't seen enough research on that particular thing with the golden rice. I would not think it would be as bad. When you start messing with bacteria and putting them in plants or people or, you know, viruses, and you put them here and there, you know, until you have some really concrete research, um, I, I I tell you, I'm just not all for it. And for all those people who say, well, the FDA said that everything everything was fine with it. Um, I'm trying to find my notes on an older show here. Here it is. Here's what the notes said about the FDA and what they thought about when this initially came on board. FDA scientists wrote numerous memos describing the unique dangers of genetically engineered food including allergies, toxins and new diseases. They had urged superiors to require long term studies before the word the the foods were eaten by the public. Hold on.
1: Hey Donna, can I interrupt here? Uh Tom, can you yes. go to mute? You we're getting a lot of background noise from you.
2: Uh, then I want to have to hang up, and I'll call back in when I have time, because I've got to get finished this to receive, right? No, let me, going on and off uh, here. Tom,
4: so. Tom, I can put you on mute here. Hold on, and then I'll just okay. keep trying back and forth. Uh, oh, I think you left. Thank you, Donna. Okay. It was very hard to understand
1: what you were saying.
4: <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay, he must have dropped off. I don't see his number here. Okay, so anyway... So that the FDA said numerous memos describing that these dangers, there was dangers. So, they urged superiors to require long-term studies before the the foods were eaten by the public. These concerns, however, were entirely ignored by the political appointee in charge of policy at the FDA. And who was this political appointee? Michael Taylor. And who is Michael Taylor? It was Monsanto's former attorney. So he ignored these uh, suggestions, and his policy then claimed that the agency was unaware of any substantial differences in GMOs, and on that fictitious basis declared that safety tests and labeling were not needed. So, Taylor then became Monsanto's vice president after he did that and is now back in the FDA as a food Czar. So here we have the company who invented it on the FDA. Now is that not the the fox in the hen house or what? I mean, I can't believe they allow this. You with me uh last <laughs> I, I'm, with, can you you. Believe I'm it? with you. I'm with you. No,
1: I can't. I, I mean, can't it's believe almost. It. You, you can almost tie it into Virginia Tech, you know, <laughs> and FNCSA. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, it's kind of weird that, that that happens. You know, I think one thing that kind of just blows me away is that the destruction of the American uh, farmer, the family farmer, they used to. You know, plow his fields and feed his family and 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 make a living doing that has been pushed out by the big corporate farms, and everything has been pushed towards yield, yield, yield instead of the nutritional value within our food system, and that's right. the thing that kind of blows me away.
4: It does. They take away the, the the nutrients. Absolutely. I mean, and and here's another thing. They they sold it that it was going to according. Um, to who well their claim was it was going to increase yield, all these gMOs were going to increase yield now, according to the Union of Concerned Scientists report, failure to yield gMOs not increase yield in fact, on average, they reduce yield. This is one of the many myths perpetrated by the biotech industry uh, that gMOs work actually against feeding the hungry. Um, What they do increase, though, is uh, the use of agricultural chemicals. And I don't know if anybody is connecting a couple more dots here, but Monsanto started out as a chemical company, if you remember. And um, they were part of the PCB, DTT, Agent Orange, and all that that went on years ago. So these are the same people. These are chemical people. And now they're in the food. Yeah,
1: wasn't the uh, uh, DEET? I think DEET wasn't that a banned substance? Um, it wasn't. You know, used to have a lot of pesticides that um, would use the uh, um,
4: DDT. chemical. DDT. I D, think DDT was yeah. was banned, but but I mean, I guess so yes. is Agent Orange. I mean, all of them. So yeah. the the fact that listen, this is so scary that they put out these. Um, These seeds, genetically modified seeds, and the only testing that was done was their testing, okay? And yet these other scientists were saying, you know, no, you know, within the FDA, they were saying, scientists wrote numerous memos describing the unique dangers of these uh, genetically engineered foods. Uh, They were saying allergies, toxins, they could develop new diseases from it. I mean, they were you know realizing that this was a possibility. So now here we are 20 years down the road, okay? And there's this huge incline of autoimmune disease, diabetes, obesity, um and you know there's so what do you do? Do you say, well, you know, let's feed it to everybody and then see what happens? Cuz that's basically really what what's going on. Uh, Is how it was done. And uh, just uh, if you look at children with all these um, autoimmune diseases coming up, you know, look at autism on the rise. I mean, I don't know if anybody's realized how much autism has increased, I'd say, in the last 10 years that you just hear a lot about it. But um, I'm going to open this line up, too. Um, I don't know if this is still Crystal or if it's somebody else. Hello. Hello. It's still Crystal. Okay. Was your hand meant to be up that time?
6: It was. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay.
2: Hi, Crystal. <laughs> Hi, <Liz.
6: laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I, I was just listening to, um. I can't remember the guy's name that was on there first, but he was talking about, you know, the Tom. good and bad GMOs. Um. I'm I'm not a promoter of GMOs. If I have the choice to not consume them or purchase them, I'm going to make that choice not to. Um, right. But I can't help but to open up my mind to the possibilities of where it could be beneficial. Um, mm-hmm. I've been working in the healthcare for well since I was 15. I'm 27 now, but I kind of try to relate it to opening my mind to immunizations like in our children and in ourselves, to prevent diseases within ourselves. Um, I just try to have an open mind to how it could be beneficial.
4: Let me just say something about that, and you're right. We should all have an open mind, but it should be done the right way. It should be done with a study and research.
6: I agree, And, and, and and I don't
4: understand why they're not either, you know,
6: if it's there and it's 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 been studied then why aren't we given that that information as far as you know what they have done to put it out on the market you know all of the european countries in the world that have banned it you know they won't right. even allow it in their countries and here we are just stuck on our shelves you know and we don't even know the true long term effects it it's just like what but, you said before they're just testing it on all of us
4: you know i mean it's almost the doing crime. a big experiment it's did you know it's almost a crime in some countries if you're caught with um, GMOs? You can get in a lot yeah, of trouble. Yeah, completely
6: banned. Completely banned.
4: That's,
6: that's so. What does opener, that tell
4: you know everybody? And then there's so many people who, I mean, I don't know if they just like to be in denial or they like to argue and you know argue the other side because they don't understand it. I don't understand why. Right, and, but and it is because thing. we're not
6: being educated. You know, we've got these websites that we can log into and and get information that people with opinions, such as ourselves, have gone out there and exploited their opinions on certain things, and then you know we read it and believe that it's true. You know, since we've developed the internet, you know we've we've become a more educated society, and we've been, you know, we can be more aware of these things when before we couldn't. So. That's one plus you know
4: well- well, but you know um, but you made a good point i mean if 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 these could be done for the good of man, then it wouldn't be hidden. The research would be out there, you would easily be able to access it uh, another thing I can't I was, find
6: anything, even like a no. credible you know credible documentation as far as from universities or hospitals or. You know, it's just these mysterious scientists that have performed have studies. And then when you go to the
4: sources, there's
6: really no credible sources
4: either. Well, from what I have have read, okay, and, you know, and this is what I said in the beginning of the show, this is what I've read, okay. Now, people, you know, who want to find out, oh, is that true, then you need to research it too. But the problem has been, from what I've read, is these scientists? First of all, they need access. I guess to uh, whatever it is they're you know they're investigating the seeds or whatever, and they make it difficult for them. But the the blackmail that will go on if they do decide to go against this, I heard is exactly. unbelievable.
6: So it's like they even if they come up them. With- yeah,
4: uh-huh.
6: <laughs> even if they find out, you know, exactly what it does in the long-term effects, you're right, it'll still be kept a secret because somebody's pocket is in jeopardy, you well, know. it and, and will just you know.
4: I know, I heard that. And I mean, anyway, and, and, and I just, I,
6: oh, well, they're probably the ones with all of the studies, you know, because they've banned it. But I can't also help but just think about how we've been creating and modifying The biology of our whole world to serve our needs. I mean, since we've become a society, I mean, it's just been done in a much slower process. (laughs) And now that, you know, we're taking it into a lab and doing it at a much faster rate, we won't know the consequences or the benefits until we've got true bulk data, you know, to prove that. And I feel like there's a lot of. I don't know there's there's just a lot of people that are bucking it because they don't like it and and you know I, I feel well, like some people should be more open to the positives the, I guess
4: well, you know before you could look at the positives, either way, you have to have research so exactly. you first have exactly. to look at okay, there's no research done on these things we're eating now, and we want to know the foods that they're labeled in that's why there's all kinds of um uh, you know, petitions to have to have these foods labeled. We're the only country that doesn't label them. With you know, the other countries that do allow them, at least they're labeled. And there's so yeah. much lobbying going on. And allowing people to make
6: that decision, but you can't make an educated decision until you're truly educated. You know. Well, then, and that's what it, I feel like it, we as a people need to demand. I don't know how, but
4: if well, there would that's be just any it. way. <laughs> an industry that is so powerful and so much money, and they have so much to lose if they lose this, they're going to do whatever they they have to. And that's why our little shows like this and other ones that are starting to educate people and hopefully people listening to this now, they'll start to research and read it for themselves and pass it on and start talking. And that's what we have, this like... Um, a grassroots is really what we have to educate one another and to share our information. And that's what I was telling Tom before the show, that this isn't all about you know everything I'm saying tonight. This is about sharing information. If somebody listening has something that they've read, or either contradictory or to um, add to it, then that's what it's all about. So, um, like like you did. Yeah, know, and I think you.
6: it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's great. I, I, I think it's absolutely I, I wonderful I do that too. people are getting together and talking about it, for sure.
4: But, I, you know, I want to go on a little bit about now, how do the GMOs affect us? I mean, we touched on it a little bit. And um, there is an association between inflammation, okay, because... I mean, if you look at heart disease and everything, it all starts with some kind of inflammation. But so, let's just say our immune system is designed to protect us against foreign things to our body. Basically, that's what an immune system is, and um, it knows what our body what's what is our body and what isn't our body, so it can detect something foreign versus versus yourself. But if some some reason our own tissues become contaminated with something foreign and then attaches itself, that foreign thing attaches itself to our protein, kind of like what we were talking about before with the Bt toxin, and then changes the configuration to our own tissue, now our immune system gets confused and it thinks that that foreign... um, that foreign body that attached us to the to our own tissue now it thinks that the tissue is also. So let's say that tissue is one of your organs, then it's gonna it's gonna cause infl- a, a chronic inflammation, trying to get rid of it. Well, it can't get rid of its yourself. I mean, so it just keeps being chronically inflamed and and goes on and on. Before you know it, that's that inflammation process is the beginning of an autoimmune disease. And there's all different kinds of autoimmune diseases. Um, I mean, there's more than 80, actually, serious chronic illnesses. And I'm just going to name a few that everybody are kind of familiar with. And uh, type 1 diabetes, ulcerative colitis, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, multiple sclerosis, type 1 diabetes, I think I said that, lupus, Crohn's disease. I mean, these are these are just a few. There's like 80 of them. You can just Google autoimmune diseases. And you could even put the letters GMO in there to see if there's some correlation, which I have found a correlation. But... You know, and then people will ask, does DNA play a part in all this? And um, from everything I've read, yeah, it does. However, you think about it. You know, like somebody I was talking to, maybe it was Les the other day, was talking about you go to the doctors and they ask you about your your history. Well, it's because DNA does play a a part and they want to know, you know, where's your weak spot? So if, like, everybody in your family had diabetes, you know, it doesn't mean you're definitely going to get it, but, you know, that's definitely going to be a weak area. So whether that weak spot is your endocrine system, which would be for diabetes, nervous system, which is an example of multiple sclerosis, vascular, digestive, or your skin, which is psoriasis. Digestive could be ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. And uh, and when you add something foreign to that weak spot that's already kind of a little compromised because of your genetic heritage, now you've got your weakest genetic link according to your DNA. And this could be the one that becomes compromised. So it's kind of like a, a an equation, you know. You add DNA, weak spot, Plus toxins from the environment in your food, you know, equals inflammation, and possibly chronic, long-term equals autoimmune disease. And that's basically the way I see the formula. I mean, is, is that the way you guys see it too?
6: Most definitely. I mean, it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it really is. And right. Then, you know, at what point? At what point do you draw the line where it's like, okay, I'm not going to eat any more GMO products you know, no matter what. And then, you know, here I am putting lotion on my legs. It's got all the same chemicals and, and, you know, just, it's all being absorbed right into our skins, you know, and at what point do we draw that line of when am I going to make a change? When am I going to educate myself enough to where I can start making these changes in my life to feel better?
4: Well, you know, yeah. and here's the other thing. I think everybody would make the change, Crystal, if it wasn't so expensive. I mean, you really would have to. I mean, if you're, if you were going to go, 100 percent organic, and that would include your meat, vegetables, your cosmetics, your cleaning supplies, everything. I would say you'd spend about three hundred dollars a week in groceries. Would you? Does that sound reasonable? Um, yeah, it sounds reasonable think, to think, me
1: because I just spent three hundred dollars two days ago <laughs> and I bought nothing but organic. And there
4: you
1: go. I think I had half a basket, but all of my mm-hmm. all of my vegetables, my kale, my, my avocados, uh, celery. I mean, it was just unbelievable the cost of all of the products that I was buying, and you know, then you then you start looking at some wild caught fish and instead of farm-raised fish, and right. uh, it becomes so much. Mon- I mean, it's just overwhelming that uh, uh, the cost of uh, the organic foods these days, it's just uh, unbelievable. But
3: the more I'm we sorry. promote
6: those organic vegetables and the more people continue to purchase them, the prices will eventually go down. I know that it's probably ridiculous now but I've actually compared some of the prices like carrots my organic carrots that I bought were the same price as my non-organic carrots my organic spinach that I just bought um, Uh there was only like a 50 cent difference you know so so I think that the the education and people making the better choices in the grocery store and you know is going to have that long term influence on the price Mm
4: hmm Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I just wanted. It was just to like to,
0: me
1: and Donna were. Donna, like, ahead, like we were talking the other day, what do, what doesn't kill you make kills you make you stronger?
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> when you're consuming foods you like know.
1: that, it's going to kill you and make you weaker. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> so, and anyway, I, I thought that
4: was funny. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'm gonna. Um, oh, you know what? Look at me. I could just go on and on all night with you guys. I'm going to play a little commercial now, and we'll be right back.
3: You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back.
5: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Ask the Trucker Live, and I want to tell you how you can save big money with Pivot Technology Resources. Pivot Technology Resources is the trucking industry's only source for quality new and used mobile communications and asset tracking equipment. With Pivot Technology Resources, you can have the latest technology such as OmniTrax MCP50 and the MCP200, or a PeopleNet, BLU2, or PD4, and for around half the price of going directly through the manufacturer. Here's how they are able to bring you quality technology at such a low cost. Pivot Technology Resources obtains working in-cab computers from companies that go out of business downsize their fleet or change their technologies. Their team of professionals will guarantee that they are in working order and even offers a brand new in-house warranty and all for about half the price. They even will buy your equipment as well. Find out more by calling one 800 679 Zero one seven seven, and visit them on the web at pivotresources.com. Discover why so many of the most respected companies in the country have relied on their expertise. One eight hundred six seven nine zero one seven seven pivotresources.com.
3: This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. Now, back to the show.
4: I had to do that, everybody. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) <laughs> I just have way too much fun. Oh. Okay, so um, okay, what I was going to do was I was just going to sum up the autoimmune diseases, and um, yeah. basically, autoimmune disease seems to develop more in those who are lacking nutrients in their diet. So, with all the junk, I mean, have you has anyone ever heard of people who are extremely obese, but then when they go and do a nutrients test? They're they're malnourished because all the food they're eating has no nutrients, just calories. I mean that's yeah. a fact. So it has nothing. You can be skinny as a rail and be very very um, you know healthy with lots of nutrients going through because you eat well. So it has nothing to do with you know when I was growing up, if if you were big, they'd say, oh, you're healthy, and that's not the case anymore. Autoimmune disease seems to be associated with environmental toxicity, which is everything we were talking about, uh, susceptible to people under a lot of stress, and the the individual has been fighting another possible infection or has another inflammatory state. So a lot of times you can come down with an autoimmune disease if you've been fighting something else for a long time, plus you're around all these toxic chemicals, and plus you have low nutrients, you start putting all this together, and you're like a a cauldron for autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And again, the body parts that eventually experience chronic inflammation, um, which is the precursor to uh, uh, autoimmune disease, uh, eventually break down, and again, your genetics will determine where this weakness occurs. So if you have a weak nervous system, You know, maybe one of those autoimmune diseases would uh, would take place. There was somebody I knew four years ago. Uh, Her daughter, out of nowhere, woke up one morning and uh, couldn't walk. That was it. She was about 14, I think. And they didn't know what happened. Yeah. Well, it ended up after tests to be transverse myelitis, which is on this list. And how awful, how absolutely awful is that? So, you know, we're talking about serious stuff here. And uh, let's see, GMOs have been found to generate intestinal damage, create food allergies, um, change reproductive function in both men and women. Now, you know, like I said, I'd like to see these studies Okay. I mean, this is this is in the article and I, I believe it was in the Real Food Channel or, or article. So if you go on the com, you can you can find a lot of what I'm talking about tonight. I did use the yeah. um the USDA website also and um a couple of other websites. Um but anyway, GM foods play <clears throat> excuse me, a significant role in the development of many of America's most common diseases causing mild symptoms and affecting the body long-term. So um, it's actually what they call it is the silent killer in the food industry. And, boy, I tell you what, you try to get people away from those fast food, it's hard. It's very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Well, I don't see Tom back on. He must have had a problem getting back on. Okay, so now what can we do? Here we go. Now we've got the solution. (laughs) Um, Oh, here, I think I found it. Medical organizations like AAEM are telling us to stop eating. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm really sorry, folks. I'm just having a coughing fit over here. I must be around a GMO. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, choose organic. Okay, what is organic? Uh, who wants to go for it? I have a definition here. Anybody on the line want to go for what's organic? Um, Go, Crystal (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess a
6: food that's been produced without any pesticides Or
4: anything to promote or force its growth You got part of it I'll I'll just read it to you I think this is from the (laughs) the USDA Uh, Can only contain organic ingredients Meaning no antibiotics, hormones Genetic engineering, radiation or synthetic pesticides or fertilizers it can display uh it must display the u s d a organic logo and or the specific certifying agents logo now this is for one hundred percent organic okay that was the definition for one hundred percent organic however uh it can say organic. And what that means, it can contain 95% organic ingredients with the balance coming from ingredients on um, on the approved national uh, list. These products can also display the USDA organic logo or the certifier's logo. And now the other one is made with organic ingredients. And what this means is it must be made with at least 70% organic ingredients three of which must be listed on the package, and the balance must be on the national list. So these these are the different, you know, you have to know if it just says organic or 100% organic or made with organic ingredients. I wanted to, to read, people are probably wondering, what are some of these crops, these GMO crops? And I have a list over here I, I just wanted to share. Um, you guys might be very aware of what they are, but I know a lot of people listening um, might not be aware these are GMO crops, okay? Uh, corn, soy, canola, which is canola oil, cottonseed oil, sugar beets, from, uh, sugar from sugar beets. We're not talking about cane sugar now. That's why when I buy sugar, I make sure it says pure cane sugar. Actually, I get the organic pure cane sugar if I need sugar uh Hawaiian pineapple also uh, pine- uh pie- papaya i meant papaya i said pineapple didn't i didn't i Hawaiian <laughs> pap- yeah I would have, a lot of people would have been freaking out Hawaiian papaya and also uh papaya from china alfalfa used for hay zucchini and yellow crook squash and that's just some of those not all of them and here it says some corn on the cob on this list, which is kind of confusing to me because the other list I had said 90% of sweet corn and corn. So, you know, you, you've you got to, like, you know, research and, and, and really get your, your stuff. Other sources of GMOs, are dairy products from cows injected with GM hormone RBGH, Uh, Another source of GMO would be food additives, enzymes, flavorings, and processing agents, including the sweetener aspartame. And rennet used to make hard cheese. Okay? Another GMO is meat, eggs, and dairy products from animals that have eaten uh, GMO feed. So, uh, I just wanted to, you know, get that in there. Here's some more notes I had. Um, I hope this isn't getting boring, but I find Donna, it fascinating. Donna,
1: I had a question. Yeah, I had a question as far as you know. When we start talking about this, we you start looking at um, look at the the grass-fed or free-range beef that right. you may be able to buy. You know. Yep. Who's to say that they you know you you've got broadleaf weed killers that that, that everybody is That's using right. to. To uh, well, um, look at the Bermuda right. grass, you know, so you the cows re- are actually eating that, and next thing you know, they're saying, "Oh, it's just it's free range," but
4: is it really? Right. You know, well, I, I'm going to read you the the, the definition of grass fed. You know, Jeannie brought okay. that up before too. <laughs> yeah. Here's the definition, yeah. and this is the USDA definition: Grass-fed animals receive a majority of their nutrients from grass throughout their life. While organic animals have a pasture diet may be supplemented with grain, which it would have to be obviously you know uh, organic grain. Also, USD regulated, the grass-fed label does not limit the use of antibiotics, hormones, or pesticides. Meat products may be labeled as grass-fed organic. So, you just that's that's the answer they could very well have pesticides hormones antibiotics just because it says grass fed doesn't mean it's organic and it would have to say grass fed organic so does that answer it
1: yeah it gets close <laughs>
4: right now here's pasture yeah. raised here i'm going to read a few of these uh definitions Due to the number of variables involved in pasture-raised agricultural systems, the USDA has not developed a federal definition for pasture-raised products. So that's their definition of pasture-raised. We don't have one. Okay.
0: Wow. <laughs> um,
4: here we go. No added hormones. You ever see that on a package, no added hormones? I see it all the time on chicken. Yeah. So um, All the time. A, yep. Uh, Here's what they say about it. A similar claim includes raised without hormones. Federal regulations have never permitted hormones or steroids in poultry, pork, or goat. But they didn't say beef. So I guess, you know, uh, if it doesn't say no added hormones on the beef, you can pretty well assume, you know, it's going to have it. Mm. That's why I think... I think the only store around where I live that has organic beef other than the um, the markets here are, is Publix. Okay, uh, what about free range? This label indicates that the flock was provided shelter in a building, room, or area with unlimited access to food, fresh water, and continuous access to the outdoors during their production cycle. The outdoor area may or may not be fenced, and or covered with netting-like material. This label is regulated regulated by the USDA. So that's all free-range means. You know, they're not all shoved together in a little cage, I guess. Um, Cage-free. Oh, yeah, but that's only for be- their producing period. How long is that? <laughs> um, During their production cycle. Well, I don't know. Production cycle. So it's I like they could just be caged up for the rest them. of the time. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I didn't I don't know anything about chickens. I don't either. <laughs> I just figured I it was either. a free-for-all all the time. Um anyway, <laughs> uh <laughs> cage-free. This label indicates that the flock was able to freely roam uh a building, room or enclosed area with unlimited access to uh food and fresh water. But see, it doesn't say anything about organic or what they're eating, if they're eating um You know, uh, food, genetically modified soy and and corn and all that. I mean, it just says that they're not squashed together. I mean, so, uh, humane, multiple labeling programs make claims that animals were treated humanely during the production cycle. But the verification of these claims varies widely. These labeling programs are not regulated under a single USDA definition, so basically, if somebody wants to put humane, there's nobody regulating it, you know? I'll just put humane on here. I, I mean, that's what right. it says to me, right? right? Right. Okay. Well, I got those. And um, I want to see, make sure I didn't miss anything some of the ingredients that may be
1: The other thing that I was thinking about on the, you know, when you uh, when we start talking about chickens, free range chickens, surely they they'd say okay, you can only have certain amount of chickens per acre to to make sure that they that you could actually call them free range. You know, because if it's free range, I mean, you could just let them out and say, "Okay, I got 5,000 chickens in one acre and um they're free range chickens."
0: Exactly. I don't know. I
1: don't think you could pump that many grasshoppers into a, a half uh, an acre of land <laughs> to keep 5,000
0: chickens going.
6: <laughs> right. I, I agree, and they use those loopholes and, and throw those words in there every chance they get, I'm sure.
4: Oh, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm trying to see. I don't see. Oh, what are other labels? There are other voluntary labels for livestock products such as Meat and eggs, animal-raising claims must be truthful and not misleading. USDA's Food and Safety Inspection Service verifies the truthfulness of these claims. And, boy, am I going to believe that. Okay, I don't even want to go there because uh, that's going to open up a big can of worms for me. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me on my box. Um, okay, vegetable oil, vegetable fat, margarine made with soy, corn, cottonseed. I mean, we're ju- I'm just you know, saying all the stuff to kind of stay away from. And uh, mm-hmm. processed foods. I mean, what is the number? 70%, 80% of processed foods have GMOs. So if this truly is going to be, um, you know, something people are going to look into, this is how I do it. I can't always get organic. If I get vegetables, I mean, I wash them and wash them. I probably do like a triple wash in a big, big pot to make sure there's no, you know, and there's probably still residual pesticide on it, but, you know. Um, and then from our garden, Alan doesn't use any uh, pesticides, and if he, if things get bad in the summer, he gets some kind of organic thing that he buys that he mixes up, and he'll spray it, but I'll even wash that off really well. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, just say, oh, it's organic, I'm going to eat it. So, um, I'll wash them really well. What do you well. use? What do you use uh-huh. to wash them? When, when you're soaking them? You know, I just use water. But I did read one time that to mix some vinegar in the water. Yeah,
6: yeah, I've heard of
4: vinegar and lemon juice as well. Okay. Well, and um, I, I've just been washing it really well with water. And I mean, I I guess I've even used Dawn soap. (laughs) I don't know how good that is, but I've
6: actually like if my son and I are going to sit down and eat some, some grapes, you know, they have that film or that residue that can kind of give it that chalky feeling in your mouth. Um, Yeah. But I've actually put them in the colander and and, yeah, I've put them in the (laughs) colander and just put Dawn dish soap on there and just worked them into a lather and rinsed them clean. And not only do they taste better, but they're prettier. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> you get know, all that Well, I, I try to get Publix has organic grapes all the time Because I, I like grapes And they say that uh, One of the things you definitely Want to get organic is grapes I believe um, I read peaches, pears um, Are another Fruit you want to try to get organic If you possibly can and sometimes Now I is that because
6: okay. of the, the skin Do you think maybe that their skin's You know pull those toxins In a little more readily than other Fruits and vegetables
4: Uh, You know I don't know if if The pesticide is limited To the skin or if it actually gets Absorbed in the fruit I'm hoping It's just the skin okay That's
6: what I would hope Um, too because I used to I like to peel my grapes
4: too Do you peel your grapes? Yeah I I was
6: a kid yeah
4: Oh wow Wow that's funny Um (laughs)
6: <laughs> that's just a
4: preference. It was just a preference growing. Up. <laughs> they remind me of eyeballs when they're peeled though. Yeah, like right? Like the Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember going to a Halloween party when I was a kid and we had a have blindfolds on and I guess the mother peeled all the grapes and you were supposed to scream and everything cuz it was eyeballs don't Oh, so.
6: that's a great idea though. Help you
4: for a for a party, right? Right, right. <laughs> but um I'm try I I think I I'm, I'm pretty much gone over anything everything that I had that I wanted to share tonight. Um I don't see anybody with their hand up over here, so I guess we people are shy or they just don't have questions. Um But I didn't know if you guys wanted to – I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do another commercial and think about it and see if you want to um, add anything to it when I come back.
0: Heads up, truckers.
5: Hey everybody, Alan Smith here and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website Site, truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash trucker lawyers and follow them on twitter as at trucker lawyers call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503
4: Okay, I think we're back. I think I lost I, I kept seeing uh Crystal come back come off. I think she she lost her signal. <laughs> but anyway, um so Les, what do you have to say about all this tonight? I mean, we've really covered a lot of ground and um I know you were uh at Matt's and you you had your Heart Smart Highway. Um what what do you, what do you take away with all this and how does it affect your Heart Smart Highway campaign?
1: Well, you know, it's just you—you uh, you, you get to the point to where you must educate yourself. You—you you must be aware of what you're doing. Uh, the one thing that uh, we really try to do is use all natural, organic products um, on our Heart Smart Highway page uh, of, of the dishes that 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 we look at. Um, um, the thing is, is that you, you just got to bring more awareness. Get everybody educated. Uh, understand what it is that you're actually putting into your body and that you're consuming, um, uh, because, um, health is just where it's at. If you can, uh, just become more healthy, be more aware of wh- what you're doing. It's kind of like when people, you know, go walking out through, uh, um, a national forest, be aware of your surroundings, you know, understand mm-hmm. where you're at and wh- what you're actually doing. Um, Right. The other thing is is that, you know, I wish there was some way that uh, there would be a, a way that people could go and say, okay, this parking this store is trucker friendly and um you can come buy your organic products here, you know, not I won't, I wouldn't say that all Walmart's carry a, a slew of products that are, that are strictly organic. I think that they could do better. Um, but uh, it would be nice. I, I know that uh, Jeannie, she does a lot of shopping at Trader Joe's um, with the healthy uh, food that they, they actually put out. And um, But, uh, again, it's very, very expensive to go that route. Um, so that's just uh things that we're trying to do. Uh, I know well, that other- um, uh, we're composting and, and doing different things like that, but certainly can't do that driving down the road. Um right. So uh, Well
4: I was just wondering about be your, aware of what highway. We had the judging yesterday. And if you wanna um <clears throat> I don't see what I don't know what area code Jeannie is, I so I can't tell out of all these numbers. Six but, one five. Oh, well she might be uh well there's one that just dropped off. Okay. There's six one fives keep dropping off so it must be a, a rough uh area. But anyway, I was hoping that um you could share a little bit about what's going on with the Heart Smart Highway and uh, the contest, and how that's going to drip into Gats, the winners, the criteria for the judging, because um, you and I are one right. of the judges on that, and along with Kim and what is her last name again, Kim Cockerham. Okay, Kim Cockerham and Graham okay. and um, and Jeannie Lennox. So but anyway right. it's a great little thing going on every month. I thought you could share a little bit about it.
1: Sure. Um the, the we have the Heart Smart Highway uh Facebook page. Um we have um uh, obtained our URL and everything for Highway dot com so but uh that should that that's going into the works here pretty quick. But as far as the Heart Smart Highway, it was basically um genie um started the page uh and I guess I kind of coaxed her into it with her talents in, in bringing the awareness to um, healthy cooking while we're out here on the road. I mean, it's the thing is, is you know, when you have people running up and down the road and every 15,000 miles they have a schedule, a maintenance list that says, "Okay, at 15,000 miles we're going to do a service to our truck." But every 30 days they don't do a service to their body or or, or weekly or right. a daily service. Um uh, so uh, I thought, what better way to bring awareness to the healthy side of cooking on the truck and, and making healthy dishes? And in the the dishes that Jeannie puts together, you would think she was actual chef, but she's not. Um, and the dishes that normally the dishes that she's putting out it takes less than the 30 minutes on your mandatory 30 minute break for her to put those things together. Um, so I was sort of like, why can't we just go put something together? Get it out there. If we make a difference in one trucker's life, that he changes changes the way that that, that he eats or the, the way he consumes his his um, food. If we could just touch one guy, it would be money well spent and and, and an effort that that would be rewarding for us. So
2: That's right. through that,
1: I was just uh, saying, you know, we we just need to bring a, a bigger awareness to it. Um, so I got behind Jeannie and uh, started pushing that. Um, and, and it's pretty much taken off on its own. Um, some of our contributors are, are just awesome, awesome. The culinary skills that they have are just uh, amazing to me. Um, the one thing that that I did not know was um, the person that that we were trying to reach out to, that, that trucker out there that's trying to change his diet, little did I know that it would be me. Because I'm basically your uh, your redneck um, hillbilly from Arkansas and Texas. And, you know, it, I mean, we fry summer sausage where I come from, right?
0: <laughs> right, right. So it's,
1: uh, you know, biscuits and gravy and uh, ham hocks and pinto beans. And, I mean, it's just a slew of just right. fried foods, so just the left and right. I mean, fried green tomatoes. I mean the list just goes on and on. we fry everything and it um with my health diminishing the way it has you know I've, um I've got uh, arterial disease, you know peripheral uh, arterial um uh, arterial disease that that you know I've got a lot of plaque built up within my arteries and um still working on that issue but uh, we created that heart smart highway just to bring awareness in um So that happens, and now I've been challenged.
4: Educational,
1: right? Yes, uh, very educational. We try to put everything out there for everybody to see, and and we love to have people come and contribute their healthy recipes, and um, just you know bringing people together with different ideas. The one thing that you know I found interesting within the Heart Smart Highway page is that so many people they'll come on, and we have different uh people on there will have the high carb low uh low protein or we'll have the high protein low carb people so the high protein low carb would be you know your people with uh uh type two diabetes crohn's disease those type of individuals that can't consume a lot of vegetables um, the other other people we have on there you know they they're nothing but uh straight straight up uh vegetables and they're almost just totally vegan um but they're sensible in that uh, they do include some of the protein and you know it's been proven that you know you can get um so much protein out of broccoli compared to the same size of broccoli compared to the, to, to um uh, a porterhouse steak I would guess um but uh it's it, it's really interesting to see the different things that people come up so we decided you know why don't we try to create a challenge for the people that actually go on there and create these dishes, um, why don't we um, make a challenge? And we created a challenge. Um, we're backing it with a $500 um, cash award that uh, one person can win. We're going to have that going on. We have the monthly winner. So every month, everyone goes in and they put their dishes on the HeartSmart Highway Cooking Challenge Facebook page. So it's Heart Smart Highway. Cooking Challenge uh, on Facebook. Um, you can go there, put your recipes on. Um, we'll judge them. If you win the monthly contest, um, you win a prize. Um, the monthly winners will all be gathered at GATS if they can make it um, so that uh, we can go in and, and have a contest there, an actual cook-off, uh, to where we will supply the ingredients to each one of these uh, outstanding individuals. We supply the ingredients to them and say, "Okay, here's the ingredients. You 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 choose your spices. You choose everything. The only criteria is it must be a healthy dish. So whether you use all natural, all of our products and stuff will be all natural, organic products that that we will give to the to the contestants to actually uh, go in and cook those uh, their recipes. Um, so it's just bringing a more awareness that uh, we really, as truckers. Have to really take care of ourselves. I mean, it's the most sedentary uh, job that you will ever have. Um, it doesn't matter. You can put it up against any job within the, within the nation, and the time that we spend behind the wheel, um, rolling down these roads, eleven hours a day, just nonstop. It, it, trucking should be. It should almost be outlawed because it's just that dangerous, and, and that mm-hmm. bad for your health. So it's just trying to and bring awareness and say if we can combat it just just combat it just a little bit. I mean we do everything that we can. So um that's what we have going on in the cooking challenge. Um as far as back to the HeartSmart Highway page, um I've have challenged myself to totally get away from the cooking uh you, the techniques that I was taught as a child. Coming up, you know, I don't know how to um, cook without frying something. It's just not in me, but uh, I'm researching it. I've totally changed my diet. My goal, I've set a personal goal, of actually being able to drop 25 pounds by the time we get to the Great American Truck Show in Dallas. So that's a personal goal as well as I I want to be able to, to try to actually run on a run or do the health walk that TSG puts on um, with T.A. Petro as our sponsor, um, and I am a member of the Trucking Solutions Group. So we have our health walk there, and um, so I I just want to be able to actually go on. The last health walk we had at Matt's, uh, what a wonderful uh, outpouring that we had there People getting together and and taking a walk over to Churchill Downs and then back to Papa John's parking lot. Um, I was struggling to get back, so I was sort of like, you know, something really has to change here, and nobody's going to change it except for me. So, step up to the plate. I'm I'm so much involved in this, and and I really, really just want to bring a bigger awareness to it. So, everybody that's listening, come on over to the Heart Smart Highway page and, and, and check it out. And uh, change your lifestyle, and, and make That's a difference right. in your health.
4: And they'll encourage you. Well, I see Tom made it back. Uh, I'm going to open his line. Crystal, I have you open. So, anytime you want. Oh, I hey, thought I was Tom. just listening. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were open. <laughs> Tom, you made it back. Is everything good? Yeah,
2: like I said, it was getting noisy there It was just too hard to kind of follow on that So I just hung up and then I had a, a business call come in that I had to deal with So
4: Okay, alright, well I've got you I just, we're going to, um, we're winding it down I wanted to let everybody share what they're doing and uh, Because it's all about encouragement and networking And, you know, you know how we all are Just try to grab people in and, and and inspire. So um, what's going on with you?
2: Well, uh, the the first thing that's that's coming out is the cookbook that uh, Linda Kathy and I have been working on. Uh, The uh, the e-version of that is out, and it's available for free download. Uh, The easiest way to get to it uh, is if you go to uh, roadtestedliving.com, which is my webpage. There's a link right up on there at the top of the page. And I'll take it to the uh, download page of that. The good folks at Team Run Smart and APBS are, are doing the hosting for that. Uh, and have been, been instrumental in us getting that cookbook out. So, uh, you know, once again, you know, and these are all recipes that are simple. that can be done on the truck. There's everything in there from vegetarian. There's, I think, a couple of vegan recipes. There's meat recipes. There's something in there for everyone. You know, whether you cook with a rice cooker, or electric skillet, 12 volt, or you just uh, you know mix things up, you know, just cook cold on the truck, you know, no no heat sources. There's something in there for basically everyone, so it's a really nice little cookbook that can conspire you, and all the recipes do have a healthy thing.
4: And what are you doing? Are you going to be doing anything at Gats this summer?
2: Oh, day! I, I I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out what I'm doing at GATS. Wes is laughing because he knows someone what's in the ones works for that. Uh, I'm actually oh, really? working with a, with Wes and a bunch of other what? drivers and Randall Riley to put together a, a a health pavilion and a health program at at, uh, at Gats. uh Rick Ash has been instrumental in putting together the health screenings. Uh, Les is very involved in the overall driver experience, particularly in the parking lot. I'm working more with Randall Riley, uh, some informational programs for drivers, and there's a lot going on there. Uh, We're still not quite at the stage where we can say, you know, this is what's happening at this time on that day, but that's fast approaching. So uh, there's been a lot of hard work, a lot of drivers, and I'm definitely going to be there. And I know I'm going to be doing quite a bit. Uh, they just have, yeah, basically, it's going to be one of those cases. They're going to be like, Tom, show up here at this time and do this. I'm going to nod my head and go, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing that's new for Road Tested Living, uh, I'm starting out a series of podcasts. We just did a few uh, that launched just before NADS. Uh, uh, and, and that will hopefully be uh, at least one, or at least two a month, ideally every week. But just some short podcasts there are going to be conversations with different drivers on the road about issues we face, whether it's health, uh, general lifestyle. It's just going to be some fun conversations with myself and other drivers just about, you know, about whatever that, that kind of strikes our, our, our interest. You know, and like I said, it may be health-related, it might be technology-related as it relates to drivers, but it's all going to have a theme of how to have a better life on the road.
1: Yeah, the one thing that I would add is uh, when Tom Kirk says he's been busy, it's amazing the amount of time that he, I, and everyone else with TSG and Randall Riley have put into bringing this uh, up to the to GATS in Dallas. It is amazing how much time that that we actually volunteered to uh, put forth. Uh, what a great guy Tom is for uh, volunteering his time and, his efforts, so
2: uh, kudos well, to Well, I him. think He's
4: everybody, when I look at the, the entire solutions yeah. group, yeah.
2: You're welcome. yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, anymore. Rick Ash alone, I know, has well over 100 hours in, in, in on this person personally. So, I, I mean, and, and, you know, as Les was saying, this is all volunteer. We're not getting any kind of compensation for this at all. You know, this is something we're doing because we believe that the drivers deserve opportunities to improve their health, and Randall Riley has given us a platform to do that. So, you know, we couldn't have done this without Randall Riley, and there's a whole team there ranging from Stacey McCann, one of the vice presidents, to Emily Larson, Jennifer Nichols, uh, Tom, the other Tom, as we keep calling him, uh, and among others. But, I mean, we couldn't have done this without them, number one. But secondly, like I said, without Linda Caffey, Les, Rick Ash, uh, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do all that. So, so I know Wes gives me a lot of credit, but I've got a really great team of people behind me.
4: And that's what it's all about um, for everybody. I mean, the the networking that goes on to to just help one another. It's it, it's really nice to see. It's so inspiring and encouraging to see people working together like that. Because let's face it, there. You look around and there's so much backbiting by some people, and it's like, "Oh God, it can bring you down so fast when you when you read it, you get on the pages, and you'll go, oh my God, that's horrible but and then you have the the inspiring people, and I think that's uh that's wonderful so congratulations to all you guys. You're great.
2: thank you. Now, I've got a few more other things that are in the works uh, probably about two to three weeks before I can fully announce them but uh you know, gap, yeah, gaps. Mid-America was a great experience for me. You know, like Les said, there was a lot of health stuff to do there, and, and, and there was definitely a lot of people talking about health and a lot of groups that you wouldn't necessarily think uh, that would be interested in health. Uh, were, and actually, I do want to give one quick shout-out. Uh, T.A. Petro sent some representatives to the, to the first Cooking in the Truck Summit that we did, and they listened to what the drivers had just said. Um, they went back. They've talked to corporate. Um, I've had conversations with some of the corporate people since then. And, and they they did hear what the drivers had to say about trying to eat healthier in the road and what, what the truck stops could do to assist. And, and okay. it is being looked at. I'm not going to say they will make, make the changes we asked for, but I will say that they are listening and looking into it.
4: Well, that's great. And see, I mean, well, look, they're a business, okay? Everybody's you know in something to make money not lose money because then there won't be the service for the drivers if they lose money so if they're going to make a change like that it it has to be as a good business person as a good steward over your money you know you you have to you have to you know think about this and if enough people are going to support this kind of lifestyle and change then it would be a good business decision. I would think it would be a good business decision for anybody to, to go ahead and make that. So I'm excited.
2: And, and Actually, I know we're probably almost out of time there, Donna, but in closing on this, and I think Les will agree with me on this, if you see something in the industry that you don't like, let's say you're not happy with the health the health choices at a truck stop, call and let management know. They do listen. But just don't call and complain. Give a constructive suggestion or criticism saying so, you know i would i would like to buy more water at your truck stop but really two fifty three dollars a gallon is too expensive You know, i can get it at other stores for this i'm willing to pay up to this price when they hear comments like that it one lets them know what needs to be changed but two it kind of gives them a framework to work in and then the second thing is that these truck shows if you would like to see more health or driver focus events Find out how to get in touch with show management, talk with show management. Uh, I think Les will agree with me. I was shocked at how willing Randall Riley was when they started talking to drivers and heard we had a bunch of good ideas, how willing they were to consider pretty much anything and everything we said. That's not saying it will all happen right away or this year or even next year, but but very few things that we suggested to them were just said, no, we can't do that for whatever reason. Know, virtually everything that
4: was suggested
0: is being considered
1: oh that's yeah that class. was the attractant by me tom was that they actually came to the table and said everything is on the table so yeah. it, wow. it's a uh, uh, it really um eye opener and, and gratifying and, and you know uh, it makes me my heart go pitter patter that that somebody would actually step up and, and um come to come to the table with that type of commitment
2: yeah. And, 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 well, and this, this, I don't think it's necessarily out of school because enough people heard it, but we, we said, well, you know how o- hot in August it is in Dallas? And they goes, yes, that's something on the table. And then they quickly qualify it. Now, it may be five to ten years down the road, but when we say everything's on the table, we mean everything's on the table. Wow. So uh, that, well, was that was something I was They impressive. wanted to see a
4: successful show. Yeah. I and mean, that's how you do but, it. So maybe
2: they're looking at air conditioning Dallas in the middle of August. I have no
4: clue, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Little egg <ache boost>, huh? <laughs> all right. Well guys, I appreciate you coming on and um it was fun. I I hope I didn't ramble too much, um and it made all it made sense. But you, you it, ramble it probably Mama? well, you know, there was a few times I could catch myself you know, and I'm thinking, boy, I bet you everybody's totally lost out there, but I hope not. Um, uh, I think anyway, you delivered well, I, it well. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. I, our next show Crystal, is... you did a good gonna,
0: job.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Les. Yeah. I do right. want to say one more thing, though. I know you're fixing to finish, but, Lester, you keep talking about how... It's more expensive, but I'm telling you what, if you really think about the amount of money that you're spending on medication and doctor's visits and getting sick, over time, I promise you, it it, it ends up being a lot cheaper.
4: I would agree with you. I know you're right, but
2: at the time... The other thing is, is, I, I assume you're talking about eating healthier, and the one thing, though, I've discovered is if you... If you buy things, quote-unquote, in the season, you'll be surprised at how much cheaper sometimes it is to eat healthy because the other thing is once you get used to it, you discover you don't necessarily eat as much when you eat that processed stuff because when what? you eat the processed stuff, I find I eat more because for whatever reason, I mean, you're hungry a little bit later, I just want more, I want more. But when you're eating the healthier foods, uh, there is, you know, it takes a little bit of the, your body to get used to it. But once it does, I find I typically eat a little less. But it takes mm-hmm. a little bit of time, like I said, for everything to kind of balance out. But once I do, I, I, you know, I'm eating less. Um, and as a result, I end up saving money. Right, right. Great and
4: point.
2: You know what? Great point. It
4: tastes good, too. Yeah. And, and well, that's the other it's- thing.
2: Is, is, is when it tastes better, I also think you tend to eat less because you're satisfied sooner.
6: Hey,
4: where's Jeannie tonight?
6: She she actually just deeped in. I I don't know what happened. I'm her daughter, actually, and she has my son right now, and she's having Nana Nana time. Okay. Well, I saw
4: saw another 615 up there, but it didn't have their hand up, so I thought, well, maybe Uh, that's not her.
6: Well, it's probably because Jax is creating so much background noise that you probably wouldn't be able to understand her.
4: (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, that's okay. We got to talk before the show, and we went over a few things. And Les kind of took care of, uh, you know, the criteria for the Heart Smart Highway and the basis of what it's judged on. Um, You know, we judge on, uh, you know, GMOs and the ingredients and. One thing you don't have to put your whole recipe on that page, right, Les? It's just the ingredients. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, we 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 want people to put the ingredients on there. I, the thing is, is that we had talked about that. It, it, I think that if if you start putting uh, recipes out there, the next thing you know, everybody's okay. I'm just going to go over here and I, I'll just read the recipe and then I'm done and then you know I'm on my way. But without putting the recipe, you actually have to think about what kind of dish that you're that that you're putting together. So now right. you're teaching yourself to cook that way instead of just reading a recipe. And I think that's just a a, a great way to to go about that. Is you know, I, I the right. saying maybe Tom can go with it, you know teach a man to fish for a day you know. Um, but uh that that is a concept that uh that we came up with and um uh, I think it's working, you know. Um we have
0: and know, it, a yeah, lot I like
1: of that here in
6: Ether. hmm it's definitely a lifestyle change, you know, and it it just starts becoming such a habit, you know, just like the habit of picking up a box of Twinkies and going home and eating half of it, you know, it's all habit forming. It's not necessarily because that's what we want and that's what we need. It's just what we're used to doing. And once we can change our habits into a direction that's going to truly benefit us in the long run, we become healthier.
4: And it's good that there's networking like we do on Trucking Social Media's website. I don't know if you've seen this, but you can go to the Driver Resources page and click on Social Media, and there's all the different health um, groups and pages on Facebook, so you can easily access them all. Um, and then if you know if you have an idea of another one, we we ask people you know send us an email let us know if you know a good group because it's a totally free information page got all the government sites it's got it's just got a lot of different um, it's got truckers against trafficking a lot of charities and one of the major things is this health thing so um, please take a look over at truckingsocialmedia.com and click on that resource page and and if you know of a good website a health, uh, either a group on Facebook or social media or even a health website that that needs people to look at the information that it has to offer. You know, either send us a PM over on Facebook or Twitter or um, an email over at info at com. It's free. So, you know, just get, get all the information we possibly can out there and share it with one another because... Um, that's very very important, you know. The the army has to get bigger and get against this the industrial GMO revolution. Here. Well said, Donna. Right? <clears throat> yep. Okay, guys. I'm going to I'm going to kind of wind it down. I'm going to play a um I have one more commercial I'm going to play. And then um if, when I come back if anybody has anything they want to share um speak now or forever hold your peace.
5: Hey, everybody. Alan Smith here from Truth About Trucking Live and Askthetrucker.com. And I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group. And with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very start of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up-to-date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operations. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more so for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or email them at regguy@comcast.net. at net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG.
4: Consulting. Oh, okay. Oh, we're back. And it looks like uh, I'm looking at the list here. It looks like Jeannie and, and Tom, they both... Uh, jump ship over here. I So, last year's still there. Yeah, I see 479 yep. on there. I'm still okay. here. Well,
1: I appreciate One thing that I wanted to do.
4: Uh-huh.
1: one thing that I was going to put out uh, Donna is to let everybody know we we're having a show. that you guys are putting on a show every Saturday, is that right?
4: Yeah, I don't think with Easter this week that it's going to be um this Saturday. Um, but yes, we'll right. we'll be doing uh Saturdays and Thursdays. So I get to have my my show on Thursday. Well I'll I'll share this with everybody listening now. I'd really love to have a radio show at Gats this year. Um I don't know how to oh, be, that would be awesome! It. Yeah, wouldn't it? And I think we should yes, have a that would be time. totally awesome. And we'll really right. get a good one together. And, and it'll be, you know, I, I haven't thought of the theme, which I'm probably, it will probably will be a little bit about health because there is so much health going on between all of us. Uh, but I think the only thing is I'd have to check with the reception in there because if I remember correctly, the reception wasn't that great. I haven't been there in a couple of years. Uh, Matt seemed to have better reception for some reason, but... We'll we'll check it out and see how it works because I'm going to need a connection. But, uh All right. hopefully that'll um, be a good time. It will be good. Gats is going to be a
1: such an Gats is going to be such an eye opener um, for everyone involved in within the trucking industry. Um, it's really uh, amazing the uh, things that are going on that we're trying to put together. Um, some things have been announced and other things are still on the back burner, but um i would just tell everyone uh, hold on to your hats cuz a whirlwind's coming it it it's really uh, amazing the things that are that are actually going to be happening there
0: um, and i'm
1: hearing and, a lot of that Oh, kudos, yeah, to, uh, kudos to yeah kudos to our leader Rick Ash at Trucking Solutions Group for winning right. the uh TA Petro Citizens Driver Award this year uh so oh, proud of that right. guy he's just uh oh
4: my goodness i can't yeah just i believe i forgot to say that yeah. um Absolutely. Yeah. He's on. By the way, I saw him drop off um, early on. he oh. Stayed on for about. <laughs> I recognized his number up there, uh, but I guess he had to go. Well, but, good.
1: That way, his head doesn't swell up so much when we're talking about him.
4: <laughs> yeah. But what, a great, him what a great, what a great individual. Him. Yeah. He is.
1: He is. <laughs> what a well, great everybody guy.
4: Everybody over there is really, really wonderful. So. All right. I think I'm gonna. Um, we've got just a few minutes left, and I'm gonna pick out. Um, one of these songs that Alan has, let's see, oh, I love this song. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this song. David Ayers and I uh, put the words together for this song. Um, what happened was I sent him one of my passionate emails about all the different problems in the industry. And then he put the song together. And the melody and everything. So really I had nothing to do with it, but he tells people I do. So I go along with the program. And uh it's called Trucking Family. And uh it, it really is a really good song if you listen to it. Okay. Well, good night everybody. Oh, you know what? I forgot our little uh ending. See so you can see I'm a novice over here at this. Let me see our closing. <laughs> I know. You Thanks. gotta
1: get your spiel in.
4: Yes, the show closing. Here it is. Yes. Um, do the show yes. closing, and then we'll, and then we'll do the um, trucking family song. All right. Good night, everybody.
3: You've been listening uh, to you. Ask How the everybody? Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, Trucker dot com, Media dot com, dot com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm Jay Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening. Bad leaks, D-O-T, dispatcher on me. High fuel, crazy rules, flat tire, no tools. Traffic jam,
0: flim, flam, run around by Uncle Sam. Sheep freight, overweight, they say I'm always running late. Naft, messy, bugs, me. Four-wheelers, switching lanes, driving crazy.